Good news for you, Bobby. Tom Brady did not win a playoff game this week. And good news for you, Chatter Up listeners, because we are back with episode 40. We'll break down everything that happened in sports this week. Superstars getting traded. Super Bowl week. The big storylines in the NBA. We'll bring in the quiz master for a Super Bowl-themed trivia quiz. And we reopen the Chatter Chamber for our friend, Zach Federbush. Bobby, are you ready for episode 40? I am stoked because not only did Tom Brady not win a playoff game, he also didn't win the Royal Rumble, which means that he was completely out, which was amazing. And if you would like to join me in applauding a non-Tom Brady winning week, hit me up on Instagram at chatter underscore up or under the same handle at chatter underscore up on Twitter. Also, feel free to send us an email at chatteruppodcast at gmail.com. And finally, please, dear God, if you care, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is so important to our success. Thank you. With this in mind, Jared, are you ready for me to throw you over the top rope in this week's edition of the Chatter Up Royal Rumble? Yes. Excellent. Great. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Then let's do this, Jared, and let's chatter up. Jared, 2020 was a wild and absurd year, and we're already a month into 2021. As we close out January, we pick up Chatter Up with some greater momentum as we dig into what we missed this last week. And Jared, it was it was wild, right? A lot going on, Bobby. We've officially reached Super Bowl week. We had superstars traded. Edge won the Royal Rumble and probably the biggest yes, news he here. But, you know, it's a good week for you, Bobby, because this is the first week in a while that you don't have to come in and talk about Tom Brady winning a game. Let's hold off on the NFL for right now and start with Major League Baseball. We referenced it earlier. Nolan Arenado traded to St. Louis in a blockbuster trade, basically just a salary dump for the Rockies. They trade him for a bunch of prospects. They eat $50 million of his contract. And St. Louis gets... I don't know, one of the 10, maybe five best players in baseball. How do you feel about the Cardinals going into next season, Bobby? I mean, they were already an above 500 team. They made, they were second place in the central at 30 and 28. They now get one of the top five greatest defensive third baseman, in my opinion, ever, Mm -hmm. like ever, ever. And I think you're right. He's probably one of the top five, top 10 players in the game. St. Louis, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm happy for them, but this is another one of those guys yeah. who we've been saying, why are, you know, we, we should be seeing these guys in one uniform, you know, like the legends, the all time greats, you think about it, like in like one uniform, or at least for the majority of their career. And Arenado is still very young in the prime of his career. And he's just yeah. dealt to St. Louis because Colorado can't hack it anymore. And they're like, well, you know, we should probably just dump this and start over. And it's like, it, it, it just feels wrong. Arenado in a Rockies jersey, to me, is one of those guys that just he, – he's going to look super weird in anything else, especially going from, like, those colors to red. <laughs> I just yeah. – it's, it's, it's weird for me. I think ultimately, great move for St. Louis. I hope it works out for Colorado. Also weird that Colorado totally refused to work with the Dodgers, which I get. I mean, it's in their division. Yeah. You don't want to trade, like, your prime player to them. But just a weird – situation yeah i mean nothing would be worse than having to see nolan arenado come into your park wearing a dodgers uniform and just destroy you for the next six years but yeah i mean look there's something wrong with baseball bobby i mean now in the last two off seasons you could argue you've had three of the 10 best players traded and mookie Betts last year we had francisco lindor a month ago and now we have nolan arenado and, you know, Arenado, at least the Rockies tried. I mean, they gave him the big contract that the Red Sox were not willing to give bets and that Cleveland was not willing to give Lindor. But we're, what, two years later, and they just had to dump it to get it off their books. I wonder now what happens with Trevor Story, who's a free agent at the end of the season, another really good player. Are the Rockies going to turn around and give him a big t- contract? Or are they just going to be like, well, we just can't afford to do that and either trade him, let him walk? I don't know. But it's just, you know, it's another conversation for another day, but there is something wrong in baseball when you have back-to-back off seasons where the best players in the game are getting traded. Yeah. And like to your point about Trevor Story, I mean, that might be the best left side of the infield in yep. baseball with Trevor Story and Arenado. 
And I cannot see a world like does not exist in my head where Colorado gives another massive long-term deal to a huge piece like Trevor story. Like he, he's probably going to go somewhere else and what's Colorado left with, or, or maybe stories that big trade bait, you know, who's a rental piece in, in July for some teams yeah. trying to make a run, you know, down, down the stretch. I would, I would love to see where that would head. And speaking of seeing where things head Jared and on the topic of baseball, the MLB Players Union and Major League Baseball have decided on nothing again. There's a proposal out there that the baseball season this year will be 154 games. The players will receive their full salary and the season will be pushed back a month, which would result in the World Series being played in late November. Is this something that's going to happen, Jared? <sighs> Did you miss this at all, Bobby? I mean, we haven't had this, this labor talks for what, like, six months now i guess we had so much of it earlier in the year is there any piece of you that miss seeing these reports every day that it's like the you the players have an offer to the owners the owners rejected the owners have an offer to the player the players rejected bad blood on both sides it's i mean it's just such a familiar story i almost feel comfort in knowing that like we're back here but it's also frustrating seeing the yeah. game that we love just not get their ish together yeah, it's so there's so much bad blood on both sides between the players and owners that it's like impossible to see them actually coming to an agreement. And what would happen here is like, I think if that deal doesn't happen and if nothing happens between now and then, spring training will start in a couple of weeks and the season will start April 1 as it was supposed to. At this point, I kind of see that as the more likely scenario where the players are just like, screw the owners. We don't, we don't trust them at all. So we're just going to do the regular thing and we'll see what happens. But Oh my God. It's just like, we should be excited right now. Like that baseball's almost back. We've had, you know, I mean, we just talked about how it kind of sucks for Rockies fans, but like, nevertheless, we've had a lot of big news. George Springer signed, JT Ramuto signed, Arenado traded. Should be an exciting season. And yet here we are again, dreading these negotiations for the next few weeks and seeing like what's going to happen. It's, it's whatever you think, it's not good for the sport. Quick hat to Dustin Pedroia. We're not going to get too much into this, but Pedroia retired today, former MVP, Rookie of the Year, World Series champion, just an absolute grinder. One of, I think, both of our favorite players to watch over the last few years. Seth, see him go, but awesome career. But, Bobby, it's that time. It is Super Bowl week. It's Bucks. It's Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. And it's Thomas Brady. Bobby. We're going to break this thing down to a fine powder. We're a few days out. Where is your head at with Bucks Chiefs? Are you willing to once again bet against Tom Brady? Am I be- so this like this is a lose-lose, right? You're either betting against the greatest of all time or you're betting against the greatest football player right now. Like yep. how do you how do you choose? It should be an easy one for me. I should choose Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and not feel bad about it. They're the better team, and I don't think anybody would dispute that. Talent-wise, they're the better team. You know who else was the better team? Green Bay. Green Bay was the better team. You know who else was the better team? New Orleans. New Orleans was the better team. You know who else was the better team? I can't say Washington. That's not even fair. That's, that, that's <laughs> not fair. But, I, I mean, how many times are we going to doubt Tom Brady before? I, I'm probably, honestly, I'm probably, like, last on the list. I'm last on the wagon of people that continues to doubt Brady. Most people have come to their senses and been like, all right, Tom Brady's the guy he wins. I'm going to do it again, Jared. I'm going to bet against Tom Brady. I'm taking the Chiefs 37-31 in what ultimately won't be a very close game. That's less than a touchdown. I, I, I just, I, I don't see, you know, you know, those games where like, it's always yeah. like it, the score is kind of there, but you never feel like they're really in it. It's just with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and the things that we see him do, you know, you're going to double team Tyreek Hill. You have to, or you double team Travis Kelsey, or if you're really feeling adventurous, you double team both. And then who are you left with? Nicole yeah. Hardman, you left with the running game. Patrick Mahomes can run from the line of scrimmage. I mean, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, this is – it's going to be interesting, though. So I think there's a few things to consider here. First of all, if you remember last year's Super Bowl, obviously the Chiefs won. Mahomes didn't win the MVP, and that was because for much of that game, Mahomes wasn't that good. Like the first three, maybe even three and a right. half quarters of that right. game, obviously it looked like San Francisco was going to win and Mahomes was not playing well. Now, yep. 
you know, maybe part of that was, it was just, it was his first Super Bowl. It was the first time that he was on that giant stage. Maybe it just got to him for a little bit. And ultimately he did recover and make that pass to Tyreek Hill at the end of the game. Chiefs won. You would think that if there were some jitters last year, those will be gone now, right? I mean, this is now his second time there. You wouldn't think the moment would be too big for him. One thing that I do think could impact it is Eric Fisher got hurt. We didn't talk about it last week. And people don't tend to talk about offensive line injuries, but Eric Fisher is a big part of that offensive line. And the Bucks have a pretty good defensive line, right? Between Jason Pierre-Paul and Ndamukong Sue and Shaq Barrett, like they can get after the quarterback. So there's part of me that thinks that, okay, everyone's just discounting the offensive line because it's like, hey, it's Patrick Mahomes. But there's, there's a very real world where like Shaq Barrett is just a monster coming off the edge now that Eric Fisher's not there. And it has a very big impact on the Chiefs offense. The counter to that is it's Patrick Mahomes. Like if that's, if it's Tom Brady, we know like he has nowhere to go. He's not running away from defenders. Mahomes can do that. And we've seen it. He can make any throw from any angle. So I, I just, I, I really want to, and it's, it, you've put me in this say position. It, say it. You put me in this position as a Jets fan where it's like, my heart is telling me like my head and my heart are being like, don't bet on Brady. But there's a part of me that like wants to because of how anti Brady you've been all season. And for you to finally have to ultimately take it on the chin, if he actually pulls this out against the chiefs, but I just can't That's right. get there. That's right. I, I think it's going to be closer right. than you do. I, I think, I mean, you put it in a six point game, but you said, you know, you don't, it's going to be one of those games where like the score is more, is closer than the actual game is. I do think it'll be close. I know Brady didn't play that well last week. He didn't play that well against New Orleans, but there's one guy that's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. It's Tom Brady, right? Like we, I mean, this is like playing spring training baseball for him. He's there every year. I think he's going to play well. I just don't, I think ultimately it won't be enough. How many points does Tampa Bay need to score to win this game? What's, what's that number? I, I would say know. minimum 35. Minimum. 35 points. You think Tom Brady can put up 35 points in the Super Bowl against Kansas City? I, I mean, sure. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's not completely out of the question. Like, they have you know the receivers. They have the weapons. Yeah, they, ha- they have the weapons to do it. And, and he's had great he, – I'll say he's had great halves. Last week, first half was was great. Yeah. The second half, he was atrocious. I mean, he was yeah. really bad. He threw three interceptions, and he almost lost the game. Now, he held on. He won. That's really all that matters, wins and losses. But he needs to put together a complete game. He needs to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns and no more than one pick because yeah. that's certainly not what's going to happen with Mahomes. Mahomes is not going to throw more than one pick, and you know he's going to put up 300 yards and at least three touchdowns plus any running game that they want to add to that. I mean, you – Brady's going to have to be perfect. Is it impossible? No, I'm not telling you it's not. I would say 64% chance the Chiefs win this game. 64, love it. The exact numbers, take that to the bank, folks. Yeah, Bobby, I mean, look, he's going to have to do like he did against the Eagles a couple of years ago. Now, they lost that Super Bowl, but he threw for 500 yards. They didn't punt all game. Like, it's going to take that type of performance to beat the Chiefs. Does he have it in him? I think he does. I just it's just impossible to bet against the chiefs right now. I mean, look, we, we said it last week, we thought Buffalo would give them a game. Buffalo looked amazing this year. And if you, if you're asking me who had a better season, who looked like the better team over the course of the season and the playoffs, Buffalo looked much better than Tampa Bay. Right. And Buffalo, look, you could say Josh Allen, the moment was too big for him, but whatever it is, it was not close at all last week. They got up nine, nothing. And from then on, it was, it was just not close. So it's hard for me to see Tampa doing it, but, I'm not going to be the guy that says Brady can't do it. Last thing I want to point out here and ask you, Jared, right now, as of this recording, I'm going to give you an over-under of 0.5. Is it over-under 0.5 Super Bowl championships that Tom Brady wins before he retires? I got to take the under. Just Taking the under. That's right. That's absolutely right. You put me in that spot. Yeah, I mean. Good, good. Now everyone knows that you hate Tom Brady as much as I do. Excellent. (laughs) And speaking of quarterbacks, Jared, Washington has had a legendary quarterback carousel. Now the NFL is having its own version of that as every quarterback is on the move, unless your name is Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Let's start with Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford, Jared, traded from Detroit to Los Angeles for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, 
and the former first overall pick, Jared Goff. Thoughts on who came out on top in this trade? I like the deal for the Rams. Now, I like it for the Lions, but, you know, look, for the Lions, all right, they got two first-round picks to get Jared Goff back, whatever. It doesn't really matter for them. Like, they weren't going anywhere with Stafford this year. Probably not going anywhere with Goff, but at least they get two first-round picks. Fine. The Rams, look, there's controversy because, as I mentioned to you earlier today when we were talking, Jared Goff was the Rams' first-round pick in 2016. Now, between this trade, the Jalen Ramsey trade, the Brandon Cooks trade, the Rams will not pick again in the first round until 2024. That's eight <laughs> years without a first round pick. Like, and, and it's, 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 it's logical to say, Jared, how could a team go eight years without making a pick in the first round and stay competitive? It's tough. But I applaud the Rams for going for it, and I understand why they're doing it. They got to the divisional round of the playoffs this year with Jared Goff. No disrespect to Jared Goff. I love his first name. But he's slightly above average at best. You know, he's not – I know they got to Super Bowl with him, but he was obviously the weak link on that team in terms of they have very good receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, good running backs. We saw Cam Akers come on strong. We know their defense is really good between Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And it's like they have a certain window right now where they have a chance to go for it. And, sure, you could tell me they're hurting themselves by trading two first-round picks, but I don't think anyone would argue that they are not making a substantial upgrade between from Goff to Stafford. We both said last week, Stafford's like right around top 10 probably, and quarterbacks maybe even better with that with Sean McVay and the weapons that he has now. And we just said, I mean, look, Tom Brady and the Bucks came out of the NFC this year. They weren't super impressive throughout the year. There's no reason to think that Stafford can't take the Rams to the Super Bowl next year. So I like the deal for the Rams, Bobby. Do you agree with me? It's it's hard to say that you you know mortgaging your future for one player is is worth it. I, th- I think you make an interesting point that LA is probably one piece away from being a Super Bowl championship team, or at least quality enough. I agree their defense is great. I think their wide receivers are great. I think their running backs are great. Their offensive line is pretty good. But let's not forget, they went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, and they lost by four points. I, I, I mean, it, they were really on the precipice of winning, and they went up against Tom Brady and the New England, New England Patriots. And, like, what do you, you, know, what do you think is going to happen, at least back then? And, and, and so I, I don't think that L.A. couldn't have won a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Goff has moments where he looks great. And he has moments where he doesn't. I totally agree. I think Goff is more mobile than Matt Stafford. I think he can get out a little bit more. I'm also super concerned that, like, you're, you're mortgaging the future on Matt Stafford. Stafford's a great quarterback, one of the best this entire generation, just on a rough franchise. But he has a significant injury history. Like, he, he just does. And you get yep. so worried every time he gets hit that, like, is this going to be another one? Can he still go? Yeah, he's still a gunslinger. He reminds me of like a poor man's Brett Favre. And 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 I don't even mean poor, like like averagely wealthy guy. Middle class man, Brett Favre. Middle class man. But do do I think that they made the right move? I guess. I guess if I'm a Rams fan, I'm like, okay, like I have a chance at the Super Bowl now, at least for the next what, two, three years at least, like to at really least. to really make a run at it. And so I'm cool with that. And if I'm Detroit, I mean, you're, you're flipping everything anyway. You turned everything on its head. Your franchise went nowhere with Patricia. You have a lot of picks coming up. They may be later round picks, but a first round pick is a first round pick. And you get Jared Goff, who like you have a chance to rehabilitate a little bit to turn into something a little bit better with guys like Marvin Jones now taking over as the number one with Galladay out, at least for now. I, I, I think both teams really came out ahead on this one. Yeah, I mean, look, for Detroit, like I said, it doesn't really matter, but I, I think it'll be helpful that they're get, you know what you're getting with Jared Goff. Like I said, you, you could tell me he's average. I think he's probably slightly above average, but could they could they win six, seven games next year? For sure. And that's a good starting point, you know, to start your program with. And who knows, maybe something clicks in, maybe like having been traded now, something clicks with him and he becomes even better. I don't know, but from the Rams' perspective, it's a risk, but I love it. Another quarterback who might be on the move, Bobby, is Deshaun Watson. This week he formally requested a trade from Houston. 
a couple weeks ago, you asked him the question, do I think he's going to get traded? I said, no, At this point, it feels inevitable. Bobby, where do you want to see Deshaun Watson end up? Where do I want to see him end up? I'd love to see him stay in the AFC because I think the best quarterbacks are playing in the AFC. And I think that it just creates for great storylines. I'd love to see, you know, Miami or New York or whoever in the AFC pick him up. I think that'd be great. On a personal note, Washington's the place to be. He would come into a great defense, assuming (laughs) that they don't trade too many pieces. I I really don't think, like you laugh, but I don't think it's that far-fetched for Dan Snyder to do another like crazy trade to bring in Deshaun Watson and, and, and he'd be playing in a, in a rough division that he could probably dominate for the next decade. So I'm, I'm hopeful it's Washington. Jared, once again, we're running out of time. So we will push forward quickly. Jared, James Harden gets traded from Houston to the Nets. Big story, right? Right. But not in the way that you had thought the Nets are the worst defensive team in history. Since Harden has arrived there, they have now lost twice to the Washington wizards and the Rockets are somehow six and three. Right now, right now, who won that trade? Gotta say, the Rockets, baby. No, I mean, look, it's a nice story. The Rockets are doing a lot better than I think anyone would have thought they would after the trade, but they're not an actual contender. And the Nets, it's almost like the other way. Like, yeah, their defense is historically bad. I have to think it gets a little bit better just by, like, playing with each other. You know, over the course of a season, you would think they would learn a little bit about each other and figure out, like, how to competently play defense i'll say and we know they can score with anybody so does it concern me right now that they're this bad defensively yeah but talk to me again in three months and let's see like how we feel then in terms of affecting their chances to win a championship speaking of the best teams in the eastern conference bobby the philadelphia 76ers under new head coach doc rivers are as we speak today the best team in the eastern conference joel Embiid is an early front runner for mvp Bobby, would it surprise you at the end of the season for the Sixers to be the team that comes out of the Eastern Conference? It would. It would absolutely surprise me. I think they're playing better than anybody right now. But if you're telling me that they're the team and not the Bucks or the Nets or, God, I don't even know, even the Heat, I mean, I, I, I would be genuinely surprised to see the 76ers come out of the East. And don't get me wrong. Embiid's great. Simmons is great. Tobias Harris is great. Like they, they have a great team. They just have never been able to fully put it together. And, I, and I, I, they're still at best, the third best team in the East, in my opinion, you see it differently. No, I agree with you right now. I think they still have the same issues that we've seen. They're playing better, but I still have questions at the end of the game. And I know Tobias Harris did it the other day against the Lakers props. I, I need to see more of when it's a close game at the end, can they get a bucket when they need to? Is Tobias Harris going to be that guy? He can be, but I'm not ready to go there yet. And Bobby, let's close it out. 30 seconds on the biggest story in your world this week. Edge, winner of the Royal Rumble on his way to WrestleMania. Give us your thoughts. I told all of you to watch. I told every single one of you to watch. That was your what to watch for last week. I hope you all watched. Edge wins the Royal Rumble at age 46. From a personal standpoint, super happy for the guy. The guy had triple fusion neck surgery, comes back after years in retirement to come back and wins the Royal Rumble, and now main event WrestleMania. Super cool. On a wrestling psychology level, that's so stupid that a guy who's 46 is going to (laughs) come in and win the Royal Rumble. Give the shot to another young guy who could really use the push, whereas Edge is going to be popular no matter what. This is another terrible booking decision by WWE. Are you surprised? No. Do I hate their decisions? Yes. Am I an addict that's going to keep watching? Yes, because I have a problem. Jared, the seat is hot again. It is time for the chatter chamber as we bring in the man who is affectionately known as the shaman of sexy zach fetterbush what's going on man wow what an intro (laughs) i'm very happy to be here thanks guys how you doing very well thank you for coming on are you like a long time listener first time caller is that that what's going on here yes long time listener first time caller great 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 thank you so much well We won't say too much. We'll leave this to you. As you guys know, Fed will give us his take. And at the end, Jared and I will either buy or sell it. So, Fed, the floor is yours. Thank you. So my take is, and as a Jets fan for the past 20 years, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, but the Jets should not trade for Deshaun Watson. Oh, boy. And the reason I say this 
is because they're going to have to basically mortgage their entire future to get him. If we look at the Stafford trade, the Rams gave up two first-round picks and a third-round pick and sent over Jared Goff. If you compare Jared Goff to Sam Darnold, I don't think Jared Goff is a good quarterback, but compared to Sam Darnold, he's a great quarterback. So if the Jets were to trade Sam Darnold plus a package of picks to the Texans, we're probably looking at four first-round picks. And now the Jets have been terrible for what seems like forever, but your compensation for being terrible is you get a lot of picks, you're able to sell off players. They would basically reverse all of that just to get to Sean Watson. And I don't think it's ultimately worth it because even with Deshaun Watson, I don't know how good they're going to be. So I, I think, fine, fair argument. I have a couple pushbacks. First of all, Deshaun Watson was playing with the Houston team, especially at the end of the year where they had nobody. Like, nobody, nobody. Even there were games where Brandon Cooks wasn't even playing for that team. And he was still slinging it downfield for 350 yards, three touchdowns, running for more. He didn't have a running game. He barely had anything. You think that he would fare worse in New York? I mean, you'd have to expect that he would still put up Deshaun Watson numbers, no? Well, Bobby, I think that actually enhances my point you went over his numbers on a terrible team. He played amazing. There's no doubt he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's probably the third best quarterback. You can make the argument after Mahomes and Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And he put up monster numbers on a terrible team. How many games did the Texans win? They won four games with the third best quarterback in the league. Now, the Texans are terrible. There is no denying that. But can you actually say that the Jets are better than the Texans in any way? I can't bite my tongue on this any longer, Bobby. I, I have to go in on this. This, this, is, this is your territory. I don't know what it is about these New Jersey kids that they don't want to upgrade a quarterback for the Jets, but let's get this first one out of the way. You, you kind of gave this away in your answer, but this is not predicated at all on any belief in Sam Darnold, correct? You're not saying the Jets shouldn't trade for Watson because Darnold should be their guy. Absolutely not. I don't want Sam Darnold as the starter. Okay, so we're working off a baseline here of it's going to cost, let's say, four first-round picks because I'm sure, of course, if it's going to cost one pick, I'm sure you'd say, of course, let's trade for Deshaun Watson. But you're specifically saying we can't mortgage our future. So let's just – the reports have been four first-round picks. Let's go with that. Yep. All right, point number one, Fed. The Jets have four first-round picks in the next two years. So we're not trading away four years of picks. We're trading away two. So two of those picks came in the Jamal Adams trade. I know you can't really look at it this way, but honestly, if I would have come to you last year and said the Jets have to trade Jamal Adams and two first rounders for Deshaun Watson, you wouldn't have made that deal? Well, Jared, a year ago, the Jets were coming off a seven and nine season and you still had hope that they were at least competent. After this year, after they went two and 14, they were supposed to go 0 and 16. They can't even tank properly. They're just awful. Also, It's not just Jamal Adams. They've been siphoning off their players. All their good players have left. Sheldon Richardson, gone. Avery Williamson, gone. Jamal Adams, gone. So if you want to rephrase your question and say, you can give up three of your best defensive players plus two first-round picks and cut into your cap space, which everyone vaunts the Jets cap space. Oh, it's so great. They have all this cap space. Basically cut that in half for Deshaun Watson and be a terrible team still. No, I would not take that trade. But he's 25 years old, Fed. When do you ever get the chance? Like the Jets are going to draft number two this year and God willing, they'll get someone that's 90% as good as Deshaun Watson. If we're talking about Matt Stafford, I totally agree because Stafford's 33 years old. And you want to tell me, look, if they trade four first-round picks, the next two years are going to be irrelevant. Fine. Don't, don't trade for Stafford. But even in, in that case where let's just say the next two years, let's say the Jets trade four first-rounders for Watson, and the next two years, I don't know, they go six and ten, seven and nine. After that, he'll be 27, and you'll then have all your picks to use. You still obviously have all the non-first-round picks. They have a ton of draft capital and, like you mentioned, cap space, even if it's going to be less with getting Watson. So if you're telling me we have to give away two years and then I'm going to have Watson at 27 with a full cast of first-round picks and cap space, why wouldn't I do that? It's a good point. And 
I would love nothing more as a Jets fan to have a player like Deshaun Watson. I even did a little research before this podcast. Jared, do you know the last time a Jets quarterback threw for 4,000 yards in a season? I'm going to guess never. No, but you were close. The answer is 1967. It's been almost 60 years. There's nothing more I want as a Jets fan than a competent quarterback. And I know Deshaun Watson is beyond competent. He is one of the best in the league. And quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson prove this point. Just because you have a generational talent, if you have nothing around him, you're still going to suck, unfortunately. Look at Matt Stafford. You could argue he's a top 10 quarterback. They never sniffed the playoffs. Deshaun Watson this year, they won four games, even though he had a monster season. And this is the main point. If the Jets got Deshaun Watson next year, they're still probably the fourth team in the AFC East. They still won't be as good as Buffalo. They still won't be as good as Miami. And they still probably won't be as good as New England. They'll still be a last place team, even with Deshaun Watson. So why mortgage your future to be a last place team? I have one more question, Bobby. I have one more question, then I'll turn the floor over to you. This is the last one for me. We know Watson has a no trade. We know that Miami is interested. We don't know how Houston feels about Tua, but we know Miami at least has, theoretically has what it takes. So if Watson goes to Miami and you're the Jets, you have to deal with Josh Allen for the next 10 years in Buffalo. You have to deal with, I mean, Belichick's still in New England. I know they weren't good this year, but would it surprise anyone if the Patriots are good again for the next 10 years? No. And you're going to have to deal with Watson in Miami on a team that just won 10 games. So does it change your opinion at all? If I tell you the Jets have to trade four first-round picks to get Watson, otherwise he's going to Miami, does that change it at all for you? It's a great point, but it almost makes the point because a team like Miami should be in on Deshaun Watson because they're a good team and they're a quarterback away from being a really good team, if not an elite team. They missed the playoffs by one game. They have a young defense, a really good coach. If they had Deshaun Watson, they're automatically a Super Bowl contender. If the Jets have Deshaun Watson, they're maybe a seven-win team, maybe eight if everything breaks right. Yeah, it would suck to have Deshaun Watson in the division, Josh Allen in the division, and Bill Belichick in the division. It would be awful. It would be terrible. But you're mortgaging your own future. You have to build up the right way. You have to build up like Bobby's team, the Washington football team. They were bad. They built up through the draft. Now they have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. If they went for Deshaun Watson, that would make so much sense. He would make them a Super Bowl contender. Deshaun Watson would make the Jets an 8-8 eight and eight team at the best, which to me is not worth mortgaging your future over, even though it would be amazing to have a quarterback like him, which we've never had but I just don't think it's worth it. The thing I want to hone in on here is that the top tier teams, the teams that are really vying for a Super Bowl, are the teams that have stud quarterbacks. You could, at number two, find yourself a stud quarterback. Totally possible. But the draft is such a crapshoot. Mitchell Trubisky is a great example of that. A guy that, that they traded up for, that they thought was the guy, not only wasn't the guy, was bad, and passed on generational talents like Deshaun Watson. And so would it surprise anybody if the Jets just swing and miss at a Justin Fields? And so if you have the opportunity to lock in a, what, top three? I mean, like, you, you could make the argument he's top two quarterback in the NFL. I think the Jets' future has a better shot of success, especially with a quarterback of Watson's age at 25, than you do of hoping, hoping that you get somebody who's a stud in the draft, which is almost improbable. Would you not agree that you have to have a stud quarterback to make a championship run? I do agree. You need a stud quarterback, which the Jets have not had for close to 60 years at this point, which is just painful to say. It's painful to say. It's painful to watch every Sunday. But the point remains – With Deshaun Watson, they are still not a Super Bowl contender. Not even a Super Bowl contender. They're not even the top three in their own division. Even four years from now? Even four years from now, if they get Deshaun Watson, in four years from now, I think they're going to be one of those teams that are paying their quarterback 
so much money. They don't have money to get other people. And they couldn't get any draft capital in the previous years. So they're just going to be a middling team. They're going to go from a god-awful team winning two games a year to winning six or seven games a year, which is just not where you want to be in the NFL. You either want to be really bad or really good. You don't want to be a middling team that doesn't really sniff the playoffs, but they can win a, a handful of games every year. I think, unfortunately, with Deshaun Watson, that is what they're going to be. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. This is the one time I hope I'm wrong in an argument and the Jets trade their entire future for Deshaun Watson and he throws 70 touchdowns per year (laughs) and the Jets win a Super Bowl in my lifetime, which, you know, (laughs) but that would be great. I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, Jared, this is it, man. Fed has made his arguments. I think somewhat convincingly and so it's a case of like okay like you you buying or selling this take do you think that it is a mistake for the jets to trade for deshaun watson bobby you know how much respect i have for this man there are few people whose acumen i respect more than this man but this is a sell i'm sorry fed this has to be a sell there's two main points here to me one the age and two the division he's 25 you're right there's a good chance if they trade four picks for him, they're not going to be contenders for the next two years. You're probably right. They'll win six, seven games. But they have those extra first-round picks to you, so it's not like you're doing it for the next four years. It's the next two. And so if you're telling me I have full complement of draft picks and cap space when Watson's 28 years old, I'll sign for that any day of the week knowing that, yeah, maybe we'll get someone good at number two. But we just did it with Darnold. We could be in the same position in three years with whoever we take at number two as opposed to having a guaranteed stud at the most important position in the sport. And number two, it's the division. If Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, it doesn't matter that we didn't mortgage our future because what are we going to win in the next 10 years with Allen in Buffalo and Watson in Miami? It's just I can't have to deal with those two guys at how young they are for the next 10 to 15 years. So if you're telling me I can have one of them, I'll write off the next two years and deal with the rest of it when he's 28 years old and he still has plenty of time to take this team to the promised land. Bobby, where do you stand? Jared, I don't know, man. This is actually harder for me than I had anticipated. I had anticipated at the beginning just being like, all right, this is, this is a definite sell. Like Deshaun Watson, as you said, at, at the elite position of quarterback, he's an elite guy. Jared, I'm going to buy this take. I'm, wow. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yes. and, and, and here's why. My primary argument was to say that it's such a crapshoot in the draft to find a stud quarterback. You have no idea what you're going to get. And that's true of any position. So let's say the Jets got Deshaun Watson. I think you and I would both agree with Fed that the Jets are not winning a Super Bowl in the next two years. That's just not going to happen. So then you're hopeful that in the next two years that they can figure out a way to draft really well and to draft really quality guys to surround Deshaun Watson with, which is not a guarantee. Meanwhile, you have four first round picks coming up. So the odds of you landing somebody pretty strong at least her better than with just one. And so I think by the slimmest of margins that the Jets' future might be slightly brighter and have a better shot at a Super Bowl than mortgaging everything right now. I'm buying this take. Good, Fed. You see, this guy's been rooting for a losing football team his whole life. Now you see why. (laughs) Fed, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Congratulations. You went one and one, man. Wow, there's no tiebreaker? What's going on here? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, I guess as it was your take and I'm believing in you, like, we'll win, Jared will take the loss. Like, is that, like, I Jared, can, I, can, can, we, can we do that? Good. I'll gladly take the loss. Let's trade four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. And in a few <laughs> years, when we're relevant, every year, I will remind you of this every day. Both Jared, I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong about this. I really do. Thank you so much. We appreciate the time. We hope to have you back in the chatter chamber soon. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Bobby. It's been a while since either of us won a trivia round. The belt has been in the possession of the Quizmaster 
for what seems like two months now, I think it's a couple of weeks, but it's about damn time that one of us takes it back. Honestly, I'll settle. You know what? No, I was going to say I'll settle for, for you to win. But no, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Back. No, I want to win it. So, Quizmaster, let's bring you in here. What do we have on tap for this week? What quiz am I going to win this week? First of all, I do want to say the belt is nice and shiny. I've been waxing it quite often. Okay. Okay. I was going to have some more time because I, I won't be watching my devils for a while. They are having pandemic related issues. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, there's a, there's a football game on Sunday. So I've heard, uh, I'm not sure if you know, um, there's probably some EPL match, you know, between like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not even going to bother looking up those because it's the Super Bowl this week. Uh, and I, I was looking through our press quizzes to see if we'd done the uh, Super Bowl loser quiz, and we haven't yet. So it's time. We're going to do Super Bowl losers. Um, okay. The, the only catch is we have multiple options for getting back your strike now. Not only can you guess the MVP, if you want, you can go for the exact score of the game or <laughs> the venue. What's what city? Okay. Any of those, any of those three will get you your strike back. Um, but you have three strikes. Uh, we've done this before. Um, okay, so Bobby is still between you guys, the last one to win a quiz. I was I was gonna say reigning champ, but that that that's me. So <laughs> it's not gonna be me for long. There's gonna be a winner this week. Uh, Bobby, uh, your choice of odds odd Super Bowls or even Super Bowls. Um, I will take, let's see, what, what was, what was last year's Super Bowl? Last year's Super Bowl was 54. All right. Then I will take the even Super Bowls. <laughs> All right. So who lost last year? Just to start us off. Last year's loser was the San Francisco 49ers. All right. All right. Very good. Um, the final score, do you remember? I MVP. don't. MVP, you probably know. The MVP should have been, and I believe was, Sir Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it was. And, and it took place in Miami. The final score is 31 to 20 Chiefs. So, Jared, who lost Super Bowl 53? 53. I mean, the Patriots were in, like, all these Super Bowls. So, it's kind of have to work from there. But and remember, you, get... you have a half strike to ask for the winner. Right but you get mixed up with how, cause they've been in so many. It's like yep. hard to keep yep. track of which was which. I believe the loser of Super Bowl 53 was the Rams. The Los Angeles Rams in the most boring game ever. Yeah. Oh, such a yawner. Um, Bobby, Super Bowl 52. The Super Bowl 52 was 2018. Oh, who was in the Super Bowl in 20? Oh, you know what? It was um, Philly won that year, right? And Philly, I think 20. Yeah, that was, that was the Peterson year. Sworn they beat New England. Yeah, I, I, New, New England was the loser, right? Yes, they were. 41-33. There you go. All Super right. Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Yep. yep. He earned yep. a nickname. We're not going to mention it on the air. <laughs> 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 and the city of Philadelphia burned down that night. I'm not sure they ever recovered. Yeah. Uh, okay, Super Bowl 51 goes to Jared. I believe that would be the Patriots over the Falcons in the first Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. Yes, it was. 28-3 to was the final score. <laughs> we wish. Um, <laughs> Bobby to Super Bowl 50. And that's 2016 took place February that took place five years ago today no not five years ago today five years ago on Super Bowl Sunday February 7th so you're saying I get half a strike if I ask for the winner correct okay so it's 2016 2015 Super Bowl I know because that was in but, Israel but don't say that because Jared right I know I know I know he probably knows it anyway. Uh, I'm having trouble with these ones now. Like now that we're back after the stuff. 2014, <laughs> I think I know as well. Who won 2016? All right, can you can you tell me who the winner was in 2016? All right, for half a strike, the winner of Super Bowl 50 was the Denver Broncos. That was the Manning year. 
Who did Manning beat? That was Denver. Jared's smug face tells me that he knows the answer to this. Ooh, I, I do know this one. Oh, I can't remember if this was the year. Was it Was it Carolina? Is that your official guess? That's my official guess. Yeah, because you saw Jared nod already. Yeah, it is Carolina. Nailed it. Uh, you have half a strike. You cannot redeem it this turn. Uh, Von Miller, your MVP, 24 to 10 final score, and it took place on the field of jeans in Santa Clara, California. Okay. Super Bowl 49 to Jared. This is where it starts to get a little cloudy for me, but I think that this was the famous Malcolm Butler play. I think this is Patriots over Seahawks. Yep, it is. Bobby, Super Bowl 48. So I think that this was the one Seattle won. I think they won this one. And the question is who they beat. Was it was it back to back? Was it was it Seattle New England? <laughs> Uh, all right, man. How about back to back? Was it New England? Nope. Mm. The correct Denver. answer was the Denver Broncos. Mm. But, mm-hmm. but so you're at a strike and a half now, but you can go back down to a, a half a strike if you can tell me the MVP, the final score, or the venue. I know he's not getting the MVP. I know who it was. It's you're not getting it. You're not getting the final score because I don't think any of us are getting either of these final scores. I'll tell you, the final score is u- still unique in today's NFL. I remember it's it was like, a blowout. A I don't know the hell it was. You it's might be able to get the venue. So that game was a score origami. The final score had never happened ever, ever before. Oh, man. That was five years ago. I don't know, man. I, I, I have no idea. Was it, was it in Raymond James Stadium or Tampa Bay? It was right here in New York. Well, New Jersey, I guess. It was the cold weather wow. Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. And I, okay. I think I'm just I'm just now I'm just peacocking my feathers here. I think that would be Malcolm Smith as the MVP, right? Yes, it was. Wow. Can you name the final wow. score? Nicely done. Can you name the final score? Did they did they put up fifty? It was a blowout. It wasn't a fifty burger. Okay. Was it like 45 13? 43 to eight. Forty-three to eight. Yeah. Brutal first play of the game was a safety that was funny yeah yeah you know it was <laughs> anyway all from there okay. all right so bobby bobby you're not a strike and a half um and jared you have super bowl 47 yeah so what what year is this now and in, in what calendar year was that uh this is calendar year 2013 right okay i think i think this was i'm not i'm not confident on this one but i th- i don't want to ask for it because i got a little cushion here I think this was the blackout Super Bowl, Ravens over the 49ers. Yes, it was. It was the Harbowl. Yeah, right. Um, yep, there you go. Final score, 34-31, blah, blah, blah. It was in the Superdome and half the lights went out. So, Bobby, you have two strikes. Okay, one and a half. So you're fine. Uh, Super Bowl 46. This is where it's starting to get hazy, Jared. Yeah. Uh, so this is 2012. Was this... And I think the winner... Yeah. Throw, throw me the winner. All right. You, have, you are now at two strikes. The winner of Super Bowl 46 was the New York football Giants. So the loser should have been the New England Patriots. That's correct. Now... Can you give me the MVP, the final score, or the venue? So I think this was the Tyree catch, but I don't think Tyree was. I think Manning wanted him. I, I'm going to go with Eli Manning as MVP. Yep, that's correct. There it is. So, Bobby, you are now down to one strike. And then Super Bowl 45. Jared, I think we watched this game together. Yep, yep, yep. Do you know who the loser of Super Bowl 45 was? I do indeed know. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, they lost to the Green Bay Packers. Super Bowl 44, Bobby, you have one strike now. You're on your way back. Yep, now we're at 2010. We're at 2010, yes. 
was this the Drew Brees year? <laughs> oh, man. Let's say that it was. Who did they beat? Okay, what for, for, for half a strike, let's confirm who the winner is. The winner of Super Bowl 44 was the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that was the Drew Brees here. All right. And the New Orleans Saints in 2010 beat the vaunted, strong. He doesn't know it yet, does he? He, he has an <laughs> idea. He has an idea there. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. Was it the Colts? It was the Colts. Oh, nailed it. Can you name me the final score, the MVP, or the venue? Was the MVP Drew Brees? It was. You're, ah. down, to a, you're down to half a strike. There we go, Jared, back in the game. All right. All right. All right. We're going to 2009 now, back in the aughts. Jared, Super Bowl 43. I just had it in my head and I lost it for a second. Hold on. Okay, I think it's back. I think it's back. I could ask for a strike, but or half a strike. I don't want to yet. I want to see us. I want to see how far I can stretch this. Was that the year that the Steelers beat the Cardinals? It was. All right, Super Bowl forty-two, Bobby. Was this also the year that Eli Manning and the New York Football Giants beat the New England Patriots? Yeah. The undefeated yeah, season came to the end. Can you name the MVP to take you back to a clean slate? Was the was the MVP Sir Eli Manning? It was. Oh! The comeback. He is in the pit of despair, and now he is on even footing with Jared, who was clearly rocked. And now we're going to really shoot in blanks because it's Super Bowl 41. Yeah, now I might have to start asking for strikes, but I don't want to yet. So... Super Bowl 41. All right. I'm going to have to ask for a strike. Who won that year? Half strike. Uh, the winner of Super Bowl 41 was the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Then I guess it was the Chicago Bears. Yep. All right. So, Jared, uh, now that yeah. you're new to this whole having some strikes business, you can redeem it next turn. What? So, right now, I am winning. I don't Correct. get to redeem? Next turn. Uh, Super Bowl 40, Bobby. Confirming calendar year? 2006. Right. We were 14 years old. I think, I think Pittsburgh won this Super Bowl. Question is, who did they beat? You know what? I don't care. I'm throwing it out. Did the Pittsburgh Steelers, did they defeat the Seattle Seahawks? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The Antoine Randall X reverse pass. And we are going to the Super Bowl 39. So this is calendar year 2005? Yes, it is. Okay. I I mean, this is a gamble because I could, if I take the half strike, I probably would get it. But I don't want to do that. But maybe I'll regret it. But I, I, I'm going to say this is the year that the Pats beat the Eagles. Yes, it is. Nice. All right. Nice. Can, can you redeem? All right. Yeah. Um, That's the question. So, you have the score, you have the MVP, and you have the venue. Any of those will work. So I know I know one of these Super Bowls, Brady didn't win the MVP. I don't think he did in the first one, but I think it might have been this one. Was it Dion Branch? Well done. Wow. Nicely done. Well done. Wow. All right. Okay. And we're back to even footing. Super Bowl 38. 2004. Uh, Jared, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, half a strike. Give me the winner. Pats. I know who he beat in his first Super Bowl. But that's not this one. That's not this one. Who did he beat in the second one? Man, I do not remember. I I'm, I just am not sure, so I'm going to take a guess. I don't think this is right. Was it the Carolina Panthers? It was. Wow, very good. Oh, yeah! All right, but you have to wait one round to redeem your strike, your half okay. strike. 
Okay. Very good, though. And we're going to Super Bowl 37, 2003. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I believe that this was the winner was one of the teams that earned it this year. I think this was Bucks over the Raiders. It was. And for my for my negative half a strike. First of all, uh, I'm gonna. I know the MVP was Dexter Jackson. Yes, it was. Was the game played? It was definitely an outdoor Super Bowl. Was it Miami? Nope, San Diego. Uh, okay, outdoors. And it was a done. blowout, 48-21. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Okay, 2002, Super Bowl 36. Yeah, I'm really glad. So I thought, I thought Raiders Bucks was this year. So I'm glad. I'm glad that uh-huh. you got that one. So if I get the MVP, then it brings me down to zero. So why don't you, why don't you give me the winner? Patriots. Then it was the St. Louis Rams. Correct. The MVP was Tom Brady. Yes, it was. There it is. All right. We're back to zeros again. And we're going to have some fun because we're going to start dipping into the 90s yeah. soon. And that's where it's going to get interesting. Okay. So we're at we're at calendar year 2001, the 2000 season. I think this was a blowout. Yeah. I think this was Ravens over the Giants. It was. Yeah. All right. Super, moving right along. Super Bowl 34, Bobby. Yep, that's who I thought it was this year. So now, now I'm really <laughs> thrown for a loop. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going on this trend because I don't even know where to start. And who was ninety? Who was two thousands winner? Two thousands winner was the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Was this the year that they nearly won on the last play? Was this the the te- the Tennessee Titan year? Mm-hmm. There it is. They, they were one yard short. Um, so you have to strike now, but that is correct. It was the Rams over the Titans by one yard. Super Bowl 33, Jared. I'm running out of ammo here, I think. <laughs> but I I mean, I, I know some of these winners and losers, but I don't know the years anymore because we're so far back. Would this be John Elway's last one over the Broncos over the Falcons? Yeah. Oh my God! Go away! Do something else! This is crazy. 1998 Super Bowl 32, Bobby. I don't know, man. Like, who? <laughs> I don't know. Jared does, though. I do know this one. Unbelievable. 1998. Like, ah. All right, have a strike. Give me the winner. Denver Broncos. I, I, I mean, it's a crapshoot now. I mean, I don't, I don't know who came out of the NFC. I don't know, man. Was it the Denver Broncos over the San Francisco 49ers? No, nope. Green Bay. It was, it was Green Bay. Okay. And now okay. you're on. So now Bobby just jumped to two strikes. But do you know who the MVP, the venue, or the final score of Super Bowl 32? My only shot is MVP. Was the MVP John Elway? It wasn't. It was Terrell Davis. Oh, he's going to go with Terrell Davis. Uh, anyway, so two strikes. Jared, do you have Super Bowl 31? Okay. This is the last one that I feel some... I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't feel great about this, but this is the, the last one that I have some confidence in. I think that this is Green Bay over New England. Yes, it is. Oh and the God. MVP for my negative half strike is ESPN's own Desmond Howard. How do you know What's that? wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You have a, you have a problem. <laughs> oh my God. This Bobby, isn't fair. Bobby, this isn't fair. What do Super you want from me? I want I Super Bowl 30 from you. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, uh, 1996. Were the Houston Oilers a franchise back then? I, I don't they know. They were. They were. <laughs> Give me a winner. Super Bowl 30. The winner was the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> Jared, do you know this? Yes, I do. No, you now, don't. I, I, no, I, don't. I, I, only, I only know it because he gave the winner. I wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. 96? I, like, couldn't even remotely tell you. Um, God, I, I don't know. I don't know. At this Throw point, it out there. Throw it, Throw it out, out there. there. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? You gotta be kidding me. Yep. Oh! <laughs> yep. <laughs> that no, was it. 
Wow. Okay. Care to Stay venture? Alive. Care to venture a guess at the um, MVP, the venue, the score? How about MVP Troy Aikman? No. Damn. Larry Brown. Uh, Jared, Super Bowl Twenty Nine. So what is he's at two and a half strikes and I'm at he's zero. At two and a half strikes. You're at zero. Yeah. My gut is telling me that it was the 49ers one. It's one of those Steve Youngers. But I don't know who they beat. Was it the 49ers beating the Chargers? Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> Just get a strike. Just like give me a point here. I, I think I think the final score was 55 to 10. No, it wasn't. Oh my god! That would I, I literally I would have walked out. I would have walked out. What was it? Forty nine twenty six. Okay, what I knew it was a blow. The Forty Niners put up forty nine. Yeah, yeah, last up. Okay, Bobby, the pressure's on because you can't pick a winner. Right. And I know for a fact that Jared will get it right if you don't get it right. Ninety four. Yeah, Super Bowl twenty eight. Here's the thing. I, 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 I'm, I'm playing with house money here, so I, you know, I'm just going to talk this out. And if I give Jared an answer, I give him an answer. Buffalo lost four straight. Mm, good call. I don't know if it went as late as 94. I'm going through teams thinking, who's won Super Bowls really? <laughs> I don't you're know, not, man. You're not finding the winner. You're finding the loser. I know. I know. <laughs> Winner's not going to help you much here. Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, yes! All right, All right so, so we can Jared... run through the next few. Buffalo. All right, so 20... well, hold on, hold on. I get, my, I get my MVP, right? Ah, yes, that's true. But you don't know who won the game. I don't uh, know I who can, won the game. I can give you the winner now. It's the Dallas like, Cowboys. Oh, come the on. The Dallas Cowboys? Was it yeah. Troy Aikman? Nope. No! Man! All right, Jared, Super Bowl 27. Buffalo. Okay, Bobby, Super Bowl 26. Buffalo. Okay, the winner was the Washington. Wa- yep, Washington that was football 91. Team. Yeah, he's going to get this. Who is the Super Bowl MVP, or where was it played, or what was the final score? I have no idea, man. Joe Theismann? No. <laughs> oh, he, he, his career was crushed way earlier than that. I have no idea who won the MVP. Mark Rippon. Oh, actually, I did know that. I did know All that. Right. Uh, and Jared, cap it off. Super Bowl 25. Buffalo. Yep. Giants here, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So. We now we're back reach... to where we were a couple of guesses ago, <laughs> but now he knows it's not Buffalo. We've reached 1990. Super Bowl 24. We predated our birth, Bobby. I got to say, we this we've is done a pretty damn good job. This is impressive. Who lost the Super Bowl, you're saying, in 1990? Correct. The 89-90 season ended in Super Bowl 24 between two teams. Two teams. Yes. The thing is, like, even if you give me the winner right, and help. the MVP, like, I have no idea. Jared, do you have any idea? I have a guess, but... I don't like I I don't feel confident in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. Throw one out there. I've gotten a couple on throwing them out there. Yeah. Was the loser the San Francisco 49ers? No, they won it that year. Yeah. Okay. Uh they beat the Denver Broncos 55 to 10. There's your Oh, that was that was the 55 tenner. Okay. Yep. Joe Montana won and now Jared put it away with 1989 Super Bowl 23. Is it like I? I mean, I could ask for again. Even if I got the if I got the winner, it wouldn't really help me that much. And I'd rather not go out like that. Oh come is on! Is it? Is it the? Is it the 49ers over the Bengals? Yes, it is. How? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my God! You didn't even get a strike. You got one. And then yeah, he I got one it. half strike. Bobby, you erased more strikes than he's gotten in ever. Oh my God, Jared, that's admirable. I, I listen. I, I I feel good about what I did, but you're incredible. I, I you like, you, you need know. to go on something even beyond this. You need to bring back Stump the Schwab. Like it's crazy. 
it it we it's like so that lucky. Michael Jordan meme from The Last Dance, Bobby. Like, <laughs> you beat me two weeks ago. The quizmaster got us last week, and I took that personally. <laughs> Jared, I I concede. If I'm gonna lose, I'll lose to you because you are an an animal, and I am extremely impressed. Congratulations on your newly won championship. I finally concede the belt after yes. was it like three weeks. Thank you for taking good care of it. Please bring him, bring him home safe. Quizmaster, thank you very much for your time. This was a blast. Oh, of course. Jared, there is no further proof needed. You are not human. Congratulations on winning trivia this week. I don't know if actually our friendship is real or if you were just programmed to do this podcast and be friends with me. Yeah, it, it actually ended at the perfect time because my battery on my body is about to die and I need to go upgrade my my personal hard drive. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. So if you would like to hear us more and hear Bobby and the Robot on the Chatter Up podcast, please come back next week. It's going to be great. We'll have a lot of fun and games. Some what did I miss? Some trivia. I'm sure Jared will wipe the floor with me again. It's just it's it's absurd what he pulls out. But hey, it was a blast. If you uh, if you want to come on and, and you challenge him, let me, let us know. It'd be great. And we'll have a Super Bowl to discuss, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. we'll be able to. It'll either be the ultimate dunkathon, Tom Brady on you, or you'll finally be able to claim victory over Tom Brady. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you to the Quizmaster for coming on and putting together this week's trivia quiz. And thank you to our friend Zach Federbush for coming into the chatter chamber and giving us his hot take. Like Bobby said, if you have your own hot take that you would like to try to sell to us, please let us know. You can do it on Twitter, on Instagram. You can send us an email. You can send us a text, WhatsApp if you have our phone numbers. Just let us know. Send us a carrier page. We don't care. We'd love to have you on Chatter Up. We hope to see you soon. We look forward to seeing you next week when we come back with the next Chatter Up.